Hi, well, we're back in the studio here with uh, Hal Werner again. Hello, hello. Uh, today, I think we're going to talk about uh, getting business online. Yeah, um, with with so many different ways that people can connect online today, it's interesting to see what um, what sort of actually effective on a more personal level. Obviously, businesses have really big, involved plans, and they have tons and tons of customers, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as an individual who can deliver a product or service on a much smaller scale, um, the tactics get a lot more personal sometimes. Mm-hmm. And Hal, you, you had a great story. Uh, I know you were, you were telling me a couple months back about how you know you, you have your website up, mm-hmm. Google indexed it, somebody typed in Houston Copywriter, mm-hmm. you're on the first page, yep. you got some business. Bam, that was money in the bank. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have a, an incredibly wonderful SEO set up on my current website. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a lot of lessons I've learned that I can mm-hmm. use to improve it. Um, but until then, I'm fortunate to have a, only a moderately competitive sort mm-hmm. of set of keywords. And uh, so I optimized my website for Houston Copywriter. Mm-hmm. And um, glory be that when you type in Houston Copywriter, Hal Warner comes up <laughs> on page one. And uh, me being the sort of analytics-minded person that I am, you know, if people do find me online, I want to know how, uh, so I right. can maximize that or utilize that as best as I can. Yep. And so I asked him um, after they went ahead and gave me my my first little freelance project. I'm like, how did you guys hear about me? They said, we Googled Houston copywriter, and you were mm-hmm. on page one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a, that's the th- thing. You know, I think a lot of people forget is that you know everybody's going for those top keywords. Like in other words, if you just typed in copywriter. Right. I'm sure your number, you know, is not to knock you, but I'm sure you're probably number 10,000. <laughs> right. Nowhere near the top. Right. Certainly not on page and one. And I think people forget that, you know, location matters. People do search by location and, and where they are because they want to find somebody local. Yeah. Um, and they don't think that, hey, a lot of people, you know, combine the city with whatever it is <laughs> that they're looking for. Right. And that's one of the, you know, one of the things they've been able to, they show in more general search um, you know, Google I moving towards more localized results. I'm sure I could have even, even much better results if I actually put up a places page mm-hmm. and people were searching for me on a Google Maps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you did that, you know, you just have some bums coming to your apartment. I think. Maybe. <laughs> right. You you do have to be careful about that. Maybe figure out a PO box. I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> but um, but I do have to say, yeah. You know, if you're in a keyword that you can't compete on on a national or international level. Um, certainly consider including your location in it because when people are searching for things, um, a Houston company, good chance if they need a copywriter, they're going to mm-hmm. search for copywriter in Houston, or Houston mm-hmm. copywriter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sort of thing that you can actually compete on and show up in, right. even if you're not the behemoth, you know, that's got the, right. nas- the national brand. Yep. And, uh, and I found out, you know, with myself as well, I mean, back when I, you know, in the early days of the web, when I was just getting started, um, the web was a lot smaller. Um, so, you know, I had my resume up and, uh, you know, I had my web page with a lot of, you know, information on there and, uh, people would find me and I actually got, I got some freelance work myself, um, for a startup company called learnlots.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically I was writing, uh, tutorials for AOL 4.0, <laughs> if you can imagine that. I can't even remember AOL hardly. Right. Now. It's, yeah, it's, uh, uh, so long ago, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it just, um. And yet, it still has value. You still hear it in the news, and you know they still, you know, there's still millions and millions of dollars attributed to AOL for you know their, their content networks and things That's like true. that. You think it's dead, but it's really not. It's it's not it's 
got its tentacles <laughs> in in a lot of uh, a lot of sites. Holding on for dear life. Um, and making some acquisitions to try and bring itself mm -hmm. back up to yep. snuff. Yeah. And uh, and certainly, you know, my resume, I have my resume up online, just like uh, just like I, I think really everybody should have their, their resume online. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it, it is searchable and I, I would recommend having it, you know, in an HTML format. Yeah. Uh, so that people can can find it. And the great thing about it, about having your resume online is it's got a lot of keywords in it. Mm -hmm. uh, so people will actually get to your website because uh, there's so many keywords stuffed Right. into your resume um so just as you know as a promotional tool mm -hmm. i mean it's good to have it on your site yeah definitely and certainly certainly having it in an html format where someone mm -hmm. can just look at it on the page uh is going to be a lot better from a trust perspective than having it as a word document or as a pdf because mm -hmm. a lot of people are really wary mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. downloading files um, online today with all the issues everyone has with viruses mm -hmm. and etc. Mm -hmm. So if you have it where they can just look at it without having to download something, mm -hmm. the chances of them actually yep. viewing it are greatly increased. Right. Yep. And I do have the files there so they can download it if they want. Right. Um, and, and that's great too. I mean, and actually what I did is I actually blocked Google from indexing my PDF version and mm. my Word doc version, and right. I, I had like three three different versions on there. Because what happens is people actually, if they click, you know, directly to the file name, they're mm -hmm. not actually on your website. Yeah. And I, I really wanted them on my website and not right. just going, you know, stealing my resume. <laughs> you know, I want them to see something first. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. Know? Um, so the people can can keep that in mind. Um, so so how is it working with this new this new company, this freelance? Did, did things work out or, or yeah. Or what? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad to say that they're the kind of company that, uh, that pays. That's mm -hmm. always nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's really easy to get yourself mm -hmm. uh, messed over as a freelancer. And so to find a, a good company that, um, that pays in full and on time mm -hmm. is, is a rare and beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I know we were talking a little earlier about, um, about using Twitter as like sort of cold calling. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of a method that people use to actually drum up some business Right uh, on Twitter by doing a search, an automatic search through like you know TweetDeck or mm -hmm. some other Twitter tool for certain keywords. So in other words, if it'd be Houston copywriter, yeah, or copywriter, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you can get in touch with people who are tweeting about it, saying you know, because a lot of people nowadays, you know, companies or whatnot say, hey, I need a right blank, and you could say, hey, I am that blank, <laughs> exactly, and and Twitter is obviously one of the quickest and easiest tools to do that with, mm -hmm. and if. I think a lot of people believe that if someone has the savvy to be on that in a timely fashion, mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. Yeah, and I can true. say um, I, I haven't seen the actual return from it yet, but I have one of those. I'm not going to call it an alert. It's more of a column set mm -hmm. um, to look out for a term like that. Mm -hmm. I saw one pop up. Mm -hmm. I said to the person, you know, hey, here I am. Right. Um, you're looking for this. I've got this available, mm -hmm. and um, and before I knew it, they said, oh, excellent. Mm -hmm. I'm going to refer you to uh, to someone who's looking for that need. Right. It's almost like having an, a 24-7 agent right. looking out for you. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it can be akin to having a, a Google alert mm -hmm. just about. Mm -hmm. And I know a coworker of mine actually used Facebook to do some, uh, you know, some freelance, get mm -hmm. some freelance work. And he yeah. says, you know, it worked out for him. Uh, so maybe if you know your your Facebook network is large enough, you could say, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for work, right. know, some freelance work." And if if you're liked, <laughs> I think you may you may get some, right? Yeah. You may get some get some work. Yeah, and uh, certainly if um, if someone is looking for 
a um, looking for someone to do work for them mm -hmm. and they do find somebody on Twitter, there's a whole set of stuff built into that. So that guy who was looking for, you know, for a copywriting need, mm -hmm. he, he's not just getting some random result for, from God knows who in an email and an inbox. Mm -hmm. um, he can look at my profile. He can see what sort of things I tweet about. So if right. I figure out if it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Right. And see my followers, see if anybody cares what I say, mm -hmm. and if he's got clout, he can check my clout to see if I've mm -hmm. got any influence about those topics. That's true, and it all goes back to the old adage, right? I mean, it's not what you know, it's who you know, Yeah. and it's about, you know, trust, mm -hmm. right? And the more you can research and find out about someone before you do business with them right. to get them comfortable with you, uh, I think the chances of, of doing business with like a stranger mm -hmm. increases greatly. Yeah, you and know, that's, you that's more online. That's what all those tools sort of combine to do is it mm -hmm. gives a person the impression that they almost already know you um, before you ever get to that point of trying to make some sort of a sale or a transaction. Mm -hmm. um, LinkedIn is obviously a very business tailored sort of thing that a mm -hmm. lot of people have used uh, for right. jobs or business. So that's another another avenue that mm -hmm. you can loop into all that. Yep. And uh, yeah, I've certainly been contacted by recruiters and stuff on LinkedIn. And mm -hmm. have you? I'm sure probably you have too as well. Oh yeah, LinkedIn, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the recruiters are are always trolling around, and if you've mm -hmm. actually got um, a, a valuable skill set that they're looking for, they'll find you. And yep, um, I've certainly had more than one, you know, find me on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and uh, tell me about a particular a particular opening that they're trying to fill. Yeah, and I, I just I, I tend to trust. LinkedIn more than, you know, just a random recruiter emailing me. Definitely. Because when you get these, you know, emails <laughs> from a recruiter, right. you know, they're, they're really sketchy looking. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and, the, and the way things get presented on LinkedIn, it looks a lot nicer. Yeah. Um, you can see their recommendations. You can see, mm -hmm. you know, basically get their profile and see if this is a person you want to do business with and right. you know, if their company's any good. Because um, a lot of times recruiters working, you know, for themselves <laughs> or it's a two-person operation and... And really just not very professional. Right. And even if it is someone who's working on their own, um, you know, you can see, hey, nobody is connected to this recruiting company and they have three employees and, you know, <laughs> they're all less than two weeks old. Right. No recommendations. Versus, you know, there's a, a recruiter or two that I, that I know of mm -hmm. that do work for themselves and are individuals, but yet have thousands of connections and recommendations out the wazoo. Right, right. So, you know, that's another way that helps you gauge that trust. Mm -hmm. Like if you have, if you have 2000 people in your, your first degree network on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. you've got, you know, three pages worth of recommendations, well, guess what? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give you a chance. Right. And, uh, yeah, going back to trust too, I think, you know, Google and being on the first page of Google, I think that's a lot of your trust right there. I think when, yeah. you know, when you show up on the first page of Google, there's there's a lot to be said for that, mm -hmm. and uh, I think there's a lot of trust built in, into that, and because um, obviously some people can buy their way to the to the top with the Google ads, right? Um, but I, I think people tend to trust the organic searches uh, a lot more Definitely. than just somebody who's just you know paying a lot of money just to get their mm -hmm. uh, name to the top, you know, because. Yeah, paid search is a shortcut, and the thing about paid search is, you know, you, you pay your money and the campaign ends and you're done. Right. Uh, whereas organic search can last for years and years, so it's really mm -hmm. a good return on your money. For sure. And um, I think I think there's an inherent amount of trust with, uh, or at least credibility with showing up on that first page as as a marketing person, mm -hmm. because it says, "Hey, I'm a marketer. 
mm-hmm. and I am practicing what I preach. Right. I know how to do what I do well enough yep. to make it not only work for the businesses that I sell it to, mm-hmm. um, but to make it work for myself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time as, as advertising or marketing people, right. we can forget to apply our own rules and edicts to ourselves. Right. And, um, you know, the joke is that the, the cobbler's son has no shoes. We spend so much time doing what we do for other people that we forget to right. do it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it can be really hard to be as objective with your, with your own online presence mm-hmm. and your brand as, as you are with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing that our, our, our friend, uh, well, he was, he was our boss, Russell, Russell B. Yeah. Uh, used to say, he said one of the hardest things was to do marketing for yourself. <laughs> It is. Uh, or your company, um, you know, and so I think there's a lot of challenges there. So I think you have to step outside yourself and just get some opinions mm-hmm. from other people. Yeah. Um, and, and find out how you can market yourself. Right. Uh, and just, just get some ideas. One of the best things you can do is elicit feedback from uh, people that you respect about what you do and don't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be really easy. You are yourself. You only see yourself as yourself. Right. Um, you may or may not be what you think you are. Right. And so you mm-hmm. can find out from other people when you elicit that feedback right. if there's a particular area you're mm-hmm. better at or worse at. Mm-hmm. And that can help inform those decisions to help you really mm-hmm. sell on your strongest selling points. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. If, have you seen me levitate? I, can, I haven't I, seen I, you levitate. I can yet. levitate. I'll tell you that. All right. Yeah. Well, you should add that to the website because... I would definitely hire somebody who could levitate. You know, well, that, maybe that'll get me to the, to the front page of Google. Yeah. Know, we'll see. We should, we should ask him about that. <laughs> what um, sort of link juice do you get from levitation? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> that might be a good blog post, though, right? Yeah, definitely. We could be first out of the gate. I'm not sure that I've seen that one covered. <laughs> All right. How, how, how can people reach you? Uh, people can reach me primarily by my name, um, Hal Werner. That's H-A-L-W-E-R-N-E-R. And essentially, I use that for mm-hmm. my website title, my Twitter mm-hmm. handle, and just about is that, anything Is that else. your real name? Is that the real you? It is. Yep. It's the real me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went ahead and used my name as my brand, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one more thing that adds adds to that credibility. Mm-hmm. And it's working out for you, right? Using your real name everywhere? Stamping your name everywhere? Definitely is. Hal Werner Hallmark? Yeah. Appearing in multiple media? Indeed. <laughs> you, you Google it, you just see the sites one after another, and... And one, one actually really good thing to note about that is um, that really does work best if you have a more unique name. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Unfortunately, I... <laughs> unfortunately, if you have a more common name, it's going to be a lot mm-hmm. harder to own that term. And mm-hmm. it, it might be worth looking at some sort of a variation. Um, but if you have a more unique name, that's something that you can really own that other people don't have. Um, I definitely think it's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, I've heard some advice about people using like a like a middle initial in their name. Right. So if it was like Hal J Werner, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, just a variation of your name, and just sticking with that, so it appears everywhere. So if people were to search for you, yeah, um, you know, it would show up that way. I mean, I, I have the luxury of being the only Ken Mariko in the world, <laughs> um, but I know not everybody else has that has that luxury. It's a good place to be. I only share my name with one other guy, and mm-hmm. fortunately, you can tell us apart. I'm a young marketing. An advertising copywriter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a guy that's a much older, uh, some sort of a medical professional who I think has a hospital named after him and mm-hmm. graduated from Harvard in '78 or something uh-huh. like that. So oh. occasionally I have to compete with him a little bit, but I've definitely been getting bumped up to the top on that one. <laughs> 
Great. All right. Well, Hal, thanks for stopping by the studio. Yep.